again and welcome to Pampered Savages with me, Nathan Jensen. I just want to talk about some of the things I forgot to cover in the very initial episode regarding a couple of the careers I mentioned, and I just want to focus on the commercial diving aspect since that's the last career that I've been a part of and still am technically involved in uh, occasionally. So back in 2010, I was going to Divers Institute of Technology and finished out the program in seven months. Graduated on the top of my class just barely, um, honestly. I had a lot of great classmates, and some of them are still actively working in the commercial diving industry. And I'm very proud of all of my classmates because they were very, very instrumental in my education as well as their own. And that institution as a whole, Divers Institute of Technology, is a very good school. And I'm very proud of the fact that I graduated from that institution because it was not easy. It was very much a challenge. Now, the fact that I was able to step up as the vice president of class 111.10 and managed to somehow graduate with a job, yeah, that's a reflection on my efforts. But I wouldn't have gotten there without the fine instructors there their curriculum, just the experience as a whole. Now, in the world of commercial diving, it is absolutely detail-oriented, and the stakes are very high. If you take any single component, any single nut, any single hose fitting, any single compressor part, whatever, fuel, hat, uh, microphones, cameras, there's so many components that go into a commercial diving spread. Uh, surface applied, mixed gas, saturation diving. Uh, there's one atmosphere suits. There's all sorts of, of equipment to put human beings underwater and do amazingly difficult tasks. So yeah, I started there in Seattle, going to school for seven months, graduated and went to CalDive International. CalDive International, at the time of my graduation, was the largest commercial diving company in the world. And when I got the call after harassing the people there for no less than three out of, well, three or four months into uh, before I graduated, I started asking and begging and pleading and just trying to harass them to give me a job. Yeah, the day I graduated, I got a call. I got a call and said, we'd like you to stop calling us. You're hired. <laughs> so, yeah, I was very excited at that moment. I literally felt like I'd been drafted in the NBA and I was the first lottery pick. <laughs> and I had just gone, woo, yay. It was awesome. I was jumping for joy and I was literally in tears. And I started my career moved down to Louisiana. I think it was not even three days. Three days after I graduated, yeah. I went to the graduation ceremony and went through everything. Got a, I managed to have, a, like I said, they, they give a, a graduation scholarship for the top student. And for me, that was the money I used to move 
down from Seattle, Washington, down to New Iberia, Louisiana. And I was there within a week after graduation. And I was the very first one to go to work from my class, 11110. And I started working for CalDive. And not even four days into safety training, I got a call to go to work. So two weeks out of dive school, I was going into the Gulf of Mexico aboard the Atlantic. And that was a portable SAT system. And I was just ecstatic to be working and learning from arguably one of the best dive teams I've ever worked with. And I really remember a lot of the the team members that, that taught me everything I needed to know so I wouldn't get hurt and how to set up the tools and equipment, the rigging, everything I needed to learn, I got a crash course real hard and fast. And yeah, they do the best they can to allow you to learn. Now, if you don't have the right attitude and you don't want to be a good person or a good worker, they're gonna weed you out faster than, than any you know chemical will. They, they, they will find out. We will find out your weakness and they will literally poke at it until you break. And that's just a, because the stakes are so high. These people that are in the water, the divers, their success relies upon the team that's above water. So that starts with the dive supervisor, rack operators, the crane operators, the rigging teams, the tenders, everybody that's on that vessel is doing their best to support the person in the water to get the task completed. So yeah, there's a lot of hazards. There's a lot of problems. And that's just getting in the water. Heaven forbid you're dealing with surge, failing structures, rigging failures, crane operators that just don't quite understand, or if there's miscommunication. Miscommunication literally has caused a lot of problems, not only in my career, but in a lot of commercial diving careers. So yes, you must be crystal clear every time you are planning to get in the water. There must be no confusion. If there is, you must call an all stop. And that means stop everything. You would be better served doing nothing than doing something that can cause tremendous damage to not only the person that's doing the work, but also the assets involved and everyone around you. And in those waters offshore, it doesn't matter if you're offshore in the Gulf of Mexico, in the North Sea, in the, in, in the Mediterranean, the Atlantic, it, does, it literally doesn't matter what body of water, if it's fresh water, salt water, there are so many factors, literally hundreds, that have various failing points. And we try our best as professionals with somewhat of a bit of experience to mitigate those problems. And if you're not thinking about them, you're going to get bit hard. And you'll be lucky if you come out of the dive with all your fingers and toes.
able to breathe. Because that's literally something I've experienced. It's not fun. It's not okay. And I don't want to get into details about that because I don't want to be the one to start spreading horror stories about so-and-so and X company and Y person and Z client. That's not what this is about. What I want to talk about is the attention to detail, the correct mental attitude to be in focus. That takes a lot just from the mental aspect of it. Not to mention the physical requirements. So I'm not a very small person. And while I was going through dive school, yeah, I weighed a lot of weight. Now I was working out a lot, losing weight, changing my diet. But even when I got to the Gulf of Mexico, I was not of the correct weight to be cleared by BMI for the lawyers and physical medical liability reasons. As a direct result of that situation, I was only allowed to work topside. I could be a tender, I could help support the deck crew in any regard and still manage to learn. But if it was a case of if I was given the opportunity to get in the water and all they told me is I had to do something terrible, I would have happily done it with a smile on my face. But that's just because I love diving. I literally love being underwater, even now. And I've been after it for over a decade. Now, for me, personally, it's a sanctuary. It is a stillness and an absolute silent environment where I can literally scream underwater and ventilate my mind and I don't offend anyone. Not even the flounders. So, yeah. It is a very different environment. And the stakes are, like I said, tremendous. They're very high. I don't mistake any part of the lessons that I've learned or those that I was fortunate enough to learn from other divers and supervisors and other tenders. Because those people, I will always have their respect and they will always have mine. That's a culture that only exists when you have to rely on someone else to be able to do your work, to be a member of a team. Because as great as you may look being the one diver that gets, gets the glory for finishing whatever task, Everyone else on the vessel knows, including the company representatives who are the client representatives, they fully understand that it's a team that succeeds or fails. If your team succeeds, everybody looks good. If your team fails, nobody looks good. Everyone looks like they don't know what they're doing and the negative responses start flowing. So, for me and my career out there, and it led from the Gulf of Mexico to, you know, back to the, the Pacific Northwest, traveling all around, 
and I've dabbled a little bit overseas, not terribly a bunch, but I've been around a little bit and I am very lucky and I'm very, very blessed to have had those opportunities. And every time I finished a job, I told the supervisors and my local supervisors or whatever, whoever was in charge, I made it a point to say thank you because I know that they're providing me with an opportunity to grow professionally. Now, I realize that that may be a little bit more than anyone expects of of themselves, but I've been humbled a lot. I have made a lot of mistakes and I'm not afraid of that. I own that wholeheartedly because the point of learning is to experience not only success, but more importantly, those mistakes. To make a mistake and learn from it so you don't repeat it or really figure out what went wrong exactly. You have to set aside your ego for that to happen. You know, you must be willing to just look at yourself and say, honestly, this was great, but am I the root cause? Where is the real failing point here? Because if you're not doing that, every time you're out there, whether no, whatever career field you're doing, you're going to be very stagnant in your career. And you're probably not going to develop to be more professional. So to be a real professional in whatever industry you're involved in, it behooves you to be very, very critical in your analysis to really evaluate yourself. Are you doing the best you can do? Really? Why do you think that? So-and-so here doesn't believe that. Everyone else seems to think otherwise, but you seem to believe that you're doing the best. Maybe you should reevaluate that. Maybe. Now there's plenty of haters and that's perfectly fine. But the point is this. To evolve as a professional throughout all of my careers, I have taken a lot of negativity. And that's fine. I'm not asking for pity. I'm merely offering this a bit of insight. You have to put aside your ego to learn. And though you may not like what's being said to you, and it may get your defenses just riled up, fiery than the sun, you need to stop for just a brief minute and really think about it. Now, obviously, in the moment, in that very heated moment, it's going to be very difficult, almost impossible. And I did say almost. But if you can, just take a moment to reevaluate all of your performance and really think about whether or not you needed to do something differently or whether or not there were some other issues at hand. You have to be calm when you go through that evaluation process and literally give yourself some credit and be patient because that's the way I've done it. But there's various ways to learn. So I don't claim to know everything. I really don't. I like to tell everybody often that I just don't know. Because if you say you do know and you're wrong, you look like the fool. So rather than do that, I would just start from, I'm not sure, I do not know, and be honest versus trying to pretend. 
because as much as I enjoy playing make-believe with small toddlers, as an adult, it doesn't behoove me to try and do that with other adults unless we're talking comedy. <laughs> so I'm just saying from a point that if you're going to be sincere and honest, you need to be that way all the time when you're working. Now, when you're off the clock, all bets are off. <laughs> Cut loose, feel free, but do so in a respectful fashion so that everyone there understands and doesn't really hold judgments against you. But if they're going to hold judgments, that's, that's their problem. But I always tell people like, you know, I try not to, to mess around too hard around those that I feel like I shouldn't be. If I can cut loose, I'll cut loose. If I can't, then I'll, you know, I'll hold it tight. But that's just it is you gotta, you gotta be smart and it's not easy. You're going to learn, you're going to fall down a lot. You're going to get knocked down a lot. You know, it's a point that you got to keep getting up. So whatever you're into, whatever industry you are, whatever, whatever level of professional you are, honestly, never stop trying to grow and be able to evolve. So I hope that you're all having a great week. And I really hope that these words really help to inspire as well as make you contemplate whether or not you're in the right place right now for the career that you are engaged in. And if you have yet to figure out what career field you want to be in, I look forward to showing you a few paths because I enjoy learning from other people. And I think that these other people that I'm hoping to introduce here soon, uh, yeah, I messed up on this uh, recording session the other day. That's why I'm doing this right now, just to provide some sort of content. But yeah, I will be making another effort to schedule a time for the person I was supposed to get out there for everybody. And that will be coming shortly. So with that being said, thanks again for listening, everybody. And do try your very best wherever you are. Thank you. Have a great time and good luck out there.